Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of the Good Buds Podcast, a show about the Toronto Maple Leafs, not weed, but weed is tight. Tight. My name is Joey Belfiore, and I'm here with Andrew Bascom. Andrew, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Uh, I'm doing just fine. It's absolute hell outside. The winter has come for us all. And my, I think yeah. the outside emotions, it's very, you know, Shakespearean that that's how kind of how I feel about our current hockey team right now. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, today for me, I was walking the dog today and I was like, this is yep. the perfect snowy weather. Like, I, I'm not saying it's I true. like cold or anything, but yeah. if we're going to have snow, like it's not that cold today. It's just snowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not too windy, which is always the worst. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Because it hurts your face and you start crying as you're walking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Leafs two and two on the road trip outside in the West again. They are back home, um, but a lot going on. Before we get into the actual games, I think we can talk about what's what's uh, most prevalent on the dock. And I would say the Ryan Reeves drama. Oh, Ryan Reeves drama. Oh, good. Yes, that's a name we haven't heard of for a while. Yeah, yeah. So. Basically, if anyone's not up to speed, uh, Reeves got a hold of the media and basically said that he's healthy and has been healthy for weeks, um, which now creates a problem because he is technically on IR. And if he's healthy, a move needs to be made. Mm -hmm. So someone's getting sent down, I would say, in the next couple days or by tomorrow. Um, Only a couple people can get sent down. And Mm -hmm. I believe that is Bobby McMahon and... Or Pontus, Pontus Holmberg. Holmberg. Yeah, I know. Um, Wouldn't that be what a drop yeah. going from the first line to being demoted? Like, what? Like, I don't think Pontus Holmberg's moving down. I think. No, I, I think, think it's if it's Pontus. anyone, it's McMahon. But I mean, mm-hmm. let's just let's just kind of unpack all this. Sure. Um, so basically, Ryan Reeves is healthy, which means he needs to be playing uh, and not on IR, or and he needs to be on the roster. Yeah, he doesn't need to yeah. be playing. Yeah. Yes, correct, correct. Sorry. He needs to be on the roster. Yes. Um, so either he continues to stay in the press box or we put him on waivers and <laughs> no way in hell is he <laughs> Good luck. picked up. So he clears and then goes down to the Marlies, which I think is the move here. Like, just accept the fact that this was maybe the worst signing in, I don't know, recent memory for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. Uh, yes. And just take the L and send him to waivers and have him alongside Kyle Clifford in the Marlies. I just, oh my God, it's what, 37, 45 games into the season, Joey, 45 games into the yeah. season. He barely has played. And yet we are so quick in this three year deal to be like, well, this didn't work. It's like, oh, just killer. I think as fans, like we try to, when, when the signing was announced, uh-huh. I mean, like the, your job as a fan is to, at the end of the day, like cheer for your team, right? So you're going to yep. hope it works out. Um, and you hope for some reason Ryan Reeves can regain some, I don't even know what form he's regaining. You just right? you, you feel like you just hope that he fits, but it, it quickly didn't fit. Yeah. It quickly went south. Then he got injured. So it was like, okay, we can let future us deal with this. <laughs> now that he's healthy, we kind of have to deal with it again, but is he even healthy? Okay, I want to I want to talk oh, about the quote question. he said yeah. where he was like, "I've destroyed my knees so many times that I wear braces, like these big braces on my knees, and if I don't wear them, I feel like they could pop out at any given moment." So, hold on a second. <laughs> knowing that or not yeah. knowing that, and that's yeah. just like shitty due, dil- due diligence. Yeah. Uh Brad True Living 
now signed both a 37-year-old Ryan Reeves for three years at over a million dollars with no knees and John Klingberg for one year at $4.1 million with no hip. So, like, and both these guys had these problems coming into the year. It's not like, it's not like something happened where it was like, oh, this was catastrophic, like really unlucky. They both had these injury problems and concerns coming into the year. So that just shows me like, what research, what was done here? Yeah, yeah. To to justify not only signing these players, but signing these players to deals that they are so they are so overvalued. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the one we always joked about, like I get sick of talking about the Ryan Reeves thing, but I don't think we're talking about how bad it was. Like I, I feel like I'm going crazy. Where like we signed him for three years. Who were we competing against? Who was giving yeah. him two? Well, it's like, well, these guys are giving him two, so we gotta give him three. What who? Who was doing that? And for him to be injured immediately, or honestly, from like the third game in, we're like, uh-oh, this isn't going to work. It's like, how can how can we figure that out? But the, the front office filled with, I, I'm being not ironic here, very smart people that know way more about hockey than I do. How did they mm-hmm. not figure this out? This is this is the stuff that drives me crazy. And so every once in a while when we go, hey, Simon Benoit, great signing. It's like, well, who the hell cares? The only reason we need him to play is because Klimberg got a bad hip and no one realized it. That is so frustrating. It is really bizarre, just the choice to make those decisions without knowing or knowing. Like, or I'm not knowing. sure yes. what what was, um, I guess, released to Leafs front office about these players. But, like, the Reeves deal was done before free agency opened. Like, we knew <laughs> that had yeah. been reported at, like, 11 p.m. the night before that it was happening. So he didn't – he wasn't competing with anyone. No. <laughs> he was, he's just like – Hmm, I'm competing with myself. Here's $1.3 million a year for Ryan Reeves with no knees. Yeah, like we're hoping his knees get better. We're hoping he turns 28 overnight. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. It it seems like Ryan Reeves is never going to play for the Leafs again. He might play for the Marlies. Like, I don't know what you do here and how you get rid of this contract other than you don't and you put him on (laughs) waivers and he ends up in the Marlies at a slightly less cap hit. Yeah, like awesome. that's all I got for you. That's well, thank that's God my advice. Every one of our cap dollars that we really desperately need on this. Yeah. This is just such a waste. And I just, you know, you keep giving me those quotes about the braces, Ryan, and you sound like that's a one-way ticket to Robot Island, baby. Like if you're like, I can barely walk with those braces. You're like, uh-huh, oh, go on. <laughs> yeah, let's just see that knee pop out one more time. <laughs> one more time, Just yeah. one more time. Okay, freeze it. Chick, 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 chick. We should just Send get him to play Morgan Riley minutes one game and just be like, well, he can't play hockey anymore, guys. We killed him. <laughs> like we, <laughs> well, we unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we need those two points. We can't we can't <laughs> oh, sacrifice anything at this point. Leafs uh, oh. two and two on the Western road trip. I mean, if you if you looked at these games uh, before they played all four and you said they're going to go two and two, I think yep. you, everyone would guess that they won the two that they should have won and they lost the two that. Maybe they weren't going to win. Uh, mm-hmm. Losses against the Oilers and the Canucks. Wins against the Flame, Flames and the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing to talk about is Eli Sampson. I was back in the net. Yeah. Um, played great against great. Seattle. Mind you, didn't have many many shots. Wasn't very busy. But the shots he faced were really high, dangerous, really competitive shots that that I thought like. Obviously, like I sent a text to a bunch of group chats being like, Samson, I was back. Samson, I was back. But like, let's just temper for a second. Well, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I Yeah, I, I would agree with you that it is 
exciting to see him play well. I don't care, like, if the team played well in front of him, that's really good. That's a, a huge part of Martin Jones that we're going to, I'm going to talk about in a little bit here. So, like, the idea that that is all on him or not him, I don't care. We got to win. He stopped the pucks he needed mm-hmm. to stop. That is a that is progress right now for Sammy and the team as a whole and the trust level that they can go forward. So, you have to imagine, you know it's in him because we've seen it. So, this is a yep. nice step forward. Yeah, it is. Um, his right leg was the savior on Sunday. Yeah. Boy, was Ilya Samsonov's right leg. Every single big save he made was with his right leg. One of them <laughs> was literally just three straight shots. Uh, just really, really solid stuff. Wasn't swimming in the net like we saw earlier in the year. Um, he just looked steady back there, which is yep. what you need. And, and a lot of the times when we have been playing solid defensive hockey, we haven't been getting that big save. So it's like, we're only allowing, you know, 20 to 25 shots but we're still allowing three, four goals because we're not getting that big save. So that was big for me where it's like he was making the big save. We could have easily lost that game if we had the Sammy in there a couple weeks ago. Like Mm -hmm. Seattle, I mean, they only had, what, 17 or 18 shots, but some of their shots could have been easy goals and Sammy had to make like some really solid saves uh, with that right leg to keep the puck out of the net. So I think you take that as a huge win. Um, It's unfortunate that we're only playing two games before the All-Star break, so he can't get himself in a rhythm but i think i mean and we, we can we'll talk about this later when we look look ahead but like i think you give him you give him the net back you give him the net back well i would agree with you yeah i i, I think you i think you have to and this goes into a couple of things like if we are not getting a goalie then it has to be samsonov playing better yeah. and or playing competently enough to get us in some games so i agree with you you do what you have to do to get him back up to shape and you, you go from there but these these are encouraging for sure mhm uh nikki bobby Nicky Bobby. Nick Robertson. Um, back in the lineup. Scores mm-hmm. the game winner. Yep. Seems like he scores when he plays. Uh, giving Sheldon a reason to keep him in the lineup. Sheldon yep. said, I thought he was excellent no matter what he was doing. Uh, every single shift, Sheldon was singing his praises. Um, I think they've already, I mean, Mark Masters already released the line rushes for the game against Winnipeg. Robertson's drawing back in. But I think this is kind of like, okay. Yeah, Nick Robertson stays in your lineup, and you just keep him there. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think you have to. I think his absence was a little confusing. I because yeah. there was no single thing you were pointing at. And if you're saying like, well, he's an offensive player that doesn't play defense, I'm like, oh, Sheldon, we got a few of those right now. I'm surprised you're picking him out of the lineup. I, I just Max think Domi. it's <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly that's exactly the player I want to talk about. Like, yeah. is Max Domi that much better than Nick Robertson right now? I don't think it's as close as I, I think it's much closer than people want to admit to. And so if you're if you're needing for offense right now, which hey, we need all the off- offense we can get right now because we need to score at so many opponents. I like him. I like him being back in. I don't know. I just the only problem is the natural place he's going to fit in is the third line, and the third line is having some real defensive issues right now. So I I don't know. I where, what do you feel about that? Where do you put him? Oh, it's tough. It's tough because yeah. like okay, we can we can get into this like as a whole because. Okay. The biggest question, right, is like, who is the ideal fit at left wing one? Because it seems mm. like we've tried every single person and, you know, Robertson <laughs> is a candidate there. Yes. I don't think I would put him there. No. Um, I don't think he brings the thing that that line needs, which is a bigger body who gets into the corners. Yes. Personally, you know, it, like when the season started, we all thought it was going to be Bertuzzi. You pay him the big money. Um, right. He is the guy that's supposed to come in and have that... Um, stability at left wing um an improvement from michael bunting to score to do all these things right uh bertuzzi hasn't been that at all like no bertuzzi has 
has been for the amount. Wow, for the amount of money Bertuzzi is being paid, he's been a letdown for sure. Yeah, like I don't think there's any arguing with that. It's no. funny because like I think like everyone looks at the Bertuzzi signing and they're like, well, yeah, but we signed him for the playoffs, and you're like. Tyler Bertuzzi has played seven (laughs) career playoff games. Seven. So this idea of both Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi being like, yeah, well, we signed them for the playoffs because they're not playing up to the way they should be playing right now. And that seems to be everyone's counter argument. Bertuzzi's played seven career playoff games. Max Domi has made the playoffs three times in his eight-year career, this being his ninth year. So... Tell me, like, where does this, oh, my God, these guys are absolute postseason performers? They might be. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, who knows? I'm, I'm hoping come yeah. April that they are. Uh, yeah. But it's just this sort of, like, well, you know, I, they're not playing well now, but, like, that's what we got them for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, what evidence I, has shown that? I, I don't know. It's so confounding because the Bertuzzi thing, you're right. If you look at this, the analytics, actually back him up. He's like been put in great spots. He is just snake bitten. Oh my God. He cannot put one behind the net to save, to save his life right now. Like he can, he is whiffing on these major things. So to put him with the opportunity to play with our two best offensive players or two of our couple of best offensive players, that's a great thing to say. Uh, hmm. You know, you need to be able to bury things. You need to be able to, you know, finish the great setups that they're giving you. And you just can't really rely on them, right? Right now because even i was thinking about the whiff in the in the crease uh what was that the edmonton game oh, in the yeah. first couple of minutes and you're just like well this guy did, i don't know what is it? i don't know if he like broke a mirror or he stepped under a ladder <laughs> or something like that but there's, there's something's not working for him and i can't figure out what it is so i i don't think you can do that right now because you rely too much on that first line especially when you get to the playoffs and if that's happening so i the thing is the natural one was nice right? Like yep. Nyes feels like the prototypical power forward that would play with Marner and Matthews. That that feels like a guy that would get in the corners, throw his body around, clear in front of the net, you know, do all those little things. And well, he did it for a while. And I, was it was it fully successful? I think like the problem with Matthew Nyes is he's just getting used to an NHL schedule. And we talked yeah. about this before, but like he's already played more games than he would have played at any point in his career. Um just because of the college season. Like yeah. he's, he's just playing more hockey and you got to get used to that. And I think that is a, an understated uh, factor that, that gets dealt into how rookies progress over a season. Yeah. They're not used to the NHL grind and we've seen it. We've seen over the past couple of weeks, a bit of a dip in, in Nice's performance. I thought he was great against Seattle, which is very encouraging. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like ideally he is the guy who belongs at left wing one. It's just funny. Like we go into the season. We're like, yeah, Tyler Birch, he's going to score 20 to 30 goals with Austin and Mitch. And like, <laughs> he's sitting at six goals. Didn't look anything like a player that that should be playing on a first line when he played with Austin and Mitch and I get like he had 10 points in seven playoff games last year with the Bruins but like sure like if if he's just gonna all of a sudden find that again great I just Mm -hmm. that it seems like we're grasping at straws there but yeah I think Matthew Nyes is the ideal fit it's just I think we're gonna continue to see some bumps in the road uh just based on energy levels based on uh, fatigue, based on just not your body, not being used to an 82 game season. That being yeah. said, it doesn't matter who's playing at left wing apparently, because I mean, both Marner and Matthews are in the top 15 and scoring in the league and yeah, they've had crazy. a constant revolving door on their left side. Uh, yeah. 
I, you know, it's so funny that the win for the Toronto Maple Leafs in Calgary goes for the Toronto Maple Leafs and not Austin Matthews solely because it just, I swear to God, it's one of the few times, like hockey's not supposed to be like this. Hockey is not supposed to be one guy can take over a game and yeah. win games. You know, that's that's what basketball is or, you yeah. know, a hot quarterback in football or something like that. But you have one guy that is single-handedly winning games, uh, you know, like 4-3 and things like that. So I just, it's unbelievable and you should be able to, anyone should be able to play with them. But I guess it is something specific and it's something specific that they need. So, and we're still looking for it. You know, it was funny. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if it was after the game against Seattle or in one of the intermissions, but the sports okay. panel of all-stars, Elliot Freeman and David Amber and <laughs> yep. Justin Bourne, we're talking about how John Tavares is the ideal fit at left wing one. And I'm like, okay, hold on a second. Here. Pump, pump, pump those brakes. Would I love John Tavares on the left wing line one with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews? Of course I would. Sure. He is incredible down low incredible in front of the net he yeah. is the elite of the elite in the face-off circle mm-hmm. like his office is down in those corners getting the puck back uh with two other players who can get the puck back and brilliant offensive minds so like yep. i think yes that first line would be amazing together but like you do that then who's your second line center <laughs> we, what, yeah like, max domi just no <laughs> think just a little bit past that great idea so like yeah there is counterbalance here like you need to be able to figure out now okay now there's a ripple in the pond where does it go Wh- who's playing second line nylander you're like you know what like yeah fuck we're trying nylander at center here again he's gonna get four shifts and then we're gonna bail on it all right sounds good oh boy yeah that's great great idea now we need a center yeah and that a, and two defensemen and a goalie that idea only works if you've already traded for a center that can play in your top six. I don't get it at all. We've, we're having enough issues with Max Domi playing center on yes. the third line. Yeah. I don't think you move that up and give him more ice time. Uh, oh, God. And I don't understand who else you'd put there. So I think that idea is kind of ridiculous unless unless we've traded for someone that I don't know about. Yeah, unless Elliot's got a yeah, in on something that we he's not letting us know about. I don't I don't think that has uh, legs to it. Yeah, I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Like you know what? Yarn Crook's played up there in the past. Do you like the pronunciation there? I'm like Matt Sandine. Uh Jan Crook. Jan Crook. Uh Jan Crook's done okay in the past there. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I think Jan Crook is the the classic, all right, we've dealt with some injuries. Yeah. Uh We've got some injuries. Who can play there? Like some mm-hmm. people are banged up. Let's just put Jan Kruk up there because he can kind of play anywhere in the lineup. Like Kelly Jan Kruk has turned into the Alex oh, Kerfoot. There the we team. are. <laughs> just like no one hates him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I nope. was always a. I love Kerfoot. I think Kerfoot did a lot of did a lot of things a lot of things well. Everyone hated him. Yep. Um But Jan Kruk is that guy in terms of what he brings skill set wise? He's great mm-hmm. on the penalty kill. He can play on the power play. He's defensively responsible. He, He's got offensive upside. He can play anywhere you want in the lineup. It's the same person, only yep. one Swedish, and one <laughs> went to Harvard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one went to Harvard and made three point five million dollars. Uh, God, isn't it funny though? We hated these players. Like, and by the way, I didn't hate Kerfoot. I thought it was more funny just how much people hated that guy. Um, and you start taking away these like glue guys, and you start seeing like, huh? Oh, that's what they did, eh? Oh, they played defense. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. God, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I love that. Just like it's just a more Sheldon thing because I don't think we're talking about him this week. So just that Sheldon thing of like, well, he can't coach defense. I'm like, we've been a great defensive team until this year. What yeah. changed? What changed? Oh, I wonder what. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, God. seriously. Uh, another another. A lot of things happening in that Seattle game. Connor Timmons mm-hmm. fined the maximum oh. amount, which was like twenty nine hundred bucks. 
yeah. uh, for the cross check to the back, the lower back that sent Brandon Tanev into the boards. I'll let Timothy Lilligren against Boston, although there was no can opener there, but same yeah. sort of result. And that could have been really dangerous and that could have been bad. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think like, what are your thoughts on the fine? Yeah, fine. It is a dangerous play. You know, yeah. you're 10 feet from the boards and you're coming in with a lot of speed. You can't uh, tip over somebody so that they're going to be falling into it. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, it's just careless stick play. Like, it didn't feel like one of those, like, you could watch that Marchand, uh, you know, against Lilligren and you go, yeah, he tried to do that. He tried to turn him inside out right in that moment. Connor Timmons, it feels like he was just trying to, like, kind of hit him and he goes, oh, he dropped. Oh, no. And then, because yeah. you can see, even see his reaction afterwards. He didn't even put up his hands. He was like, oh, well, okay, fuck shit. Yeah. And now I'm going to get punched. Yeah, I think two things about this. I think one, that's a fair punishment. It's totally. just like we don't see consistency around the league with stuff like that, which is a problem. Like, I don't know. I believe McDavid went to the boards like that. I can't remember who it was, but nothing, no call. Like we we just see a lot of that yeah. shit that either yeah. doesn't get called or gets called for like a five gamer. So yeah. there's just <laughs> one. zero consistency around the league. And secondly, I thought Connor Timmons should have been suspended for the rest of the regular season so we never have to see him again. <laughs> Like, it's that bad already. I just don't understand when when William Lagason like went below Connor Timmons in the standings. Yeah. And, like I get we need to Jordan. Okay, let's get let's get into this. Mark Giordano okay. has yeah. obviously been fighting it. Um yeah. and oldest player in the league needs some rest. And I know Gio, I know you don't like to rest, but we saw it last year in the playoffs. He needs his legs if we need to use him in April. And it's getting to yeah. that point where we're like, can we even use him in April? Um so my thing is like with him coming in the lineup, which I totally support, give him that rest that he needs. Why is William Loggison still in the press box? He hasn't played a game in over a month and we're seeing yeah. Connor Timmons, the giveaway machine. I don't yeah, get it. I, I don't know. I don't get it either. And I, I obviously they two, they do two different things. That's, that's the problem is that Seema Benoit and William Loggison play a more similar game to each other. So maybe it's, they think it's more redundancy, whereas Connor Timmons is supposed to be the puck mover, an offensive player, an offensive defenseman, who the problem is the puck moving is the puck moving to the other team. Because <laughs> I, you know, it's not, it, but he's got a good shot from the from the point. And I think maybe that is the hope that we can, you know, give a different look. But a whole month without Loggison feels abusive. It feels too much. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I understand Connor Timmons like brings all this upside and or yep. offensive upside story and like he is <laughs> has like a million secondary assists where you're like oh I guess yeah Connor Timmons got another point on that play. Um, <laughs> I've just seen so much more bad from Timmons since he's been in the lineup than good, uh, mm-hmm. and I wonder if it's just such a risky play. Whereas like I think Logason going in instead of him. It's it's not yeah, Logason doesn't have that offensive upside, can't move the puck, but I mean you've got Riley for that, you've got Lilligren for that. And then you kind of limit your risks on the third pairing, having Logason yeah. there instead of Connor Timmons. I just think you're creating chances going the other way too often. And it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that is I <laughs> I think that's a good way of putting it. It is really annoying. And like he he is playing himself out of the lineup in a certain aspect. We think, you know, we don't know what, what the whole internal depth chart looks like, but you can't keep playing this roughly. And, you know, like if there was one thing, if he's physical and, oh, you got to find what are you going to do? You know, like that, oh, it's par for the course. You play physical. You're going to get one every once in yeah. a while. You don't play physical and then you still get fined for being an idiot. You're like, oh man, this is, this is just frustrating for any reason. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, Mark Masters just, uh, release the lineup for what looks like it's going to be the game um, tomorrow in Winnipeg or 
at home against Winnipeg. The only problem is Bertuzzi is currently not a practice because his wife is giving birth. So obviously the lines aren't going to look the exact same. But on the back end, I guess they're going to look like that. And we've got Riley Brody, McCabe, Lilligren, Benoit, Timmons. And then Giordano and Lagasin are your extras. So it looks like Timmons is getting in tomorrow. I don't know, man. I don't get it, but I think we do have a few bigger problems in Connor Timmons. Well, yeah, I, I would guess. agree with you. Yeah, I, I would agree with many. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations to the Bertuzzi's. I'm so sorry I made fun of your play this so far this season. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. There are a lot of holes to fill right now, and that is really scary because you're about to enter the All-Star break, which is at home in front of your fans, and uh, that means the trade deadline is soon approaching. All right, trade deadline. Well, my my uh, this is egregious kind of has to do with the trade deadline. So let's let's do it. Let's rip it. This is egregious. This is egregious. This is egregious. All right, this is egregious. As we all know, Leaf Nation is no stranger to exaggeration or overreaction. I myself have found myself saying egregious things every day. <laughs> uh, however, this segment is to highlight how ridiculous and egregious Toronto media and fans are. So. Elliot Friedman reported that he thinks that Toronto internally thinks that they don't have it this year. So, <laughs> Jesus all right, Pack it well. up. I'm done. All right, Andrew, no more episodes after this. You could trade. Toronto me doesn't have it this year. Why are we doing yeah. this? Um, I don't understand this comment at all. So I don't know if this was taken out of context or maybe this is what he meant. I get, I get if we are not at the point where we're like, okay, we're going to sell our first for a rental. Yeah. That I understand. Um, we have so many holes in the lineup that getting rid of our first round pick, the only reason I think you get rid of your first round pick is if you have someone coming back with term and someone yeah. who's not 34 years old. Yeah, so someone right, who's right. young has term and preferably on the back end. Now, who is this person? No mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Uh, so my guess is the Leafs hold on to their first round pick. That being said, I don't think they're selling by any means. I think it's an egregious thing to say that, yeah. They don't believe that they're there this year. Yes, the lineup has holes, but it's also January and we've got half a season left uh, and we're still on a hundred point pace. So hold on for a second. Yep. Like I just yep. don't understand it. I think as we know, like, like I've said a million times, any year with Austin, Austin Matthews, I was going to call him Austin windows. Any year with Austin <laughs> Matthews, your window is open. <laughs> Well, th- but that is true, and we've seen that, that we have physical evidence of that this year. That is this year directly. Our record is in large part due to Austin Matthews. Yeah, for sure. So I think to say that, like, when people say we're selling at the deadline uh, because we've got guys like Bertuzzi who's going to be a UFA or Demi yeah. who's going to be a UFA, I don't buy that at all. I think uh, Brad Tree Living. I don't know what he's waiting for, but the plan is to to fix the defense. The plan was to fix the defense in, in October, <laughs> apparently. So I have no idea what we're waiting for. Uh, I do think some moves are going to be made. I think Toronto is always a buyer as long as yep. they are they have the personnel that they do and they are playing at a point pace that they are because at the end of the day, everyone wants to think that the sky's falling, but like we're third in the division on a 100-point pace. We're fine right now. We just It's just kind of like let's just figure this shit out rather than yeah, yeah. let's sell the team. Let's, let's start fresh. That, that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Yeah. It, it's like the, the, the Eric Andre meme about shooting the guy and the turn around to like, who would have done this? You know, it's it yeah. like, I love, I love big tree coming out and going like, we just don't have it this year. And you're like, 
uh-huh. What do you think that is, man? <laughs> like, yeah. just, like, are you looking around? <laughs> like, you know, God damn it. Uh, it's so frustrating. Man, this defense is not good. Our goaltending is not good. It's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, well. <laughs> um, okay, yes, I completely agree with you, and I think that is egregious. My egregious is something I talked about a couple weeks ago. This is a coming back around, and I'm going to talk about Martin Jones. Now, Martin Jones isn't egregious. Martin Jones is Martin Jones. And that is, he has effectively Martin Jones himself for the last month perfectly <laughs> because he has been exactly the guy that you think he is. For the last five seasons, he has been within a .05 save percentage of his record. He is this guy now. And the problem is that number is sinking down to the number it's been for the last five seasons. We shouldn't have expected anything else out of this except for what we are getting. And honestly, he has played almost ever to, up until the Samsonov coming back. He's played almost every game since Christmas. And so to turn around and go, wow, he didn't save our season, I think is just the most egregious attitude to think that we expected this guy that has been waived. Anyone could have had him this season was not our savior. I think everyone needs to get their head to shake a little bit. He was never going to be our savior. He helped, I don't know, steady the ship a little bit because he wasn't giving up six goals a game like Samsonov was. But I think that that belief, that effort, I think was totally egregious. And I think we're now getting reset back to reality. Yeah. Martin Jones was the Pepto-Bismol after a night of spicy food. That's a perfect, that's a very good example. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think like, yeah, again, Martin Jones did everything and more that we asked from him. I was mm -hmm. ready to call him Martin Jones because Ooh, any nice. goalie with the name like Martin needs to be called Martin <laughs> when he's playing that well because he must be French Canadian. Um <laughs> But no, he's come back down to earth, which I mean, again, like what else did we expect? Just like you said, exactly. right? Like that's why I think you need, you need to give Samsonov a run here because yeah, yeah Joe Wall was on the ice today, but still on a separate pad. Like he's not close. Yeah. I know he's going yeah. on these road trips, but he's not close. So if we're waiting until mid-February, at least for Joe Wall, like you can't keep throwing Martin Jones in there and because three, four goals against every night isn't mm -hmm. isn't good enough and i understand sammy hasn't given you anything better but like you you've entrusted sammy to be your number one going into this year let him find it again give him a run i think like yeah they've already announced he's starting against winnipeg tomorrow but i think yeah. you give him that game against at winnipeg on saturday like let him have the net say like like i said before it kind of imploded just like say like you're getting the start no matter what on saturday as well you yeah. know what i mean have right. that confidence yeah. going in being like okay if i let in Fucking a softie, I'm not going to be yanked again on Saturday. I don't know. Yeah, you're not you're not watching over your back the whole time. You have yeah, to have some yeah. level of confidence he's going to play. And he seems like a guy, like a lot of goaltenders, they can be a little bit, uh, take things personally sometimes. And I think he wants that confidence of the belief in the team, but he's got to, you know, he's got to play well. And if he plays just even like he did last week, I think there's a reason to believe in him. Oh, for sure. If that right leg is going like it was <laughs> last week, oh, uh -huh. baby. <laughs> it's like Johnny oh, nice. B. Good on the dance floor there. It's like jelly leg Sammy. He's not swimming anymore. He's dancing, baby. We need Sammy dancing. Oh, I love it. Yeah, God, God, do we need him? God, I can't believe how much we're relying on this. This is crazy. But I, <laughs> yes, we very much need him. We're here now, Andrew. We're here now. <laughs> okay. Well, this week we've got like the Jets game that we talked about, and then uh, Jets home and home going Wednesday and Saturday, and then going into the All Star break. Are you excited about the All Star break at all? Uh, I'm excited for the draft. Sue me. Uh, I think it'll be fun. I, I, I'm excited. Jesus. I think we'll get some good sound bites. Uh, and yeah, I'm you're, a believer, so I'm excited. I was going to say, Sue you're just again. excited. Yeah, you're yeah. just excited that Justin Bieber's there representing the Trump Maple Leafs and Austin Oh, Matthews. yeah, I am. 
uh <laughs> i am i i am excited as well for the skills comp i think that's gonna be fun um yeah i'm not excited I, for the all-star game at all fuck no um so much so that i i believe i was offered the opportunity to go like do you want to go and i'm like i'm okay <laughs> like, like, yeah i think like that's one of those events that's just better on tv if like, even that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah like, I honestly, I'm probably not even going to watch if I'm being perfectly honest. I did find it really funny, the captain situation, mm-hmm. because Austin Matthews, yeah, makes sense, told absolutely. Connor McDavid, oh yeah, okay, absolutely. Nathan McKinnon, yep. And then a pair of brothers. <laughs> I just, yeah. I couldn't get away from that idea. And also the celebrities. Hockey just keep taking an L. Like I just, Justin Bieber, wow, hey, one of the biggest stars in the world. Totally get it. Yeah. And then Will Arnett, must be so fucking pissed he wasn't he, for Justin Bieber because he, he can't be with his favorite team in the world, the, yeah. the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, he'll probably end up drafting like Marner or, or Nylander. That must be it, yeah. Um, yeah, although I will say Buble, like, I don't know, he did an interview on Spitting Chicklets, uh, I want to say a month ago or just before Christmas. It was really good. Um, I yeah. didn't know a lot about him and, and I didn't realize his hockey fandom and like he canceled Huge. his show uh, to watch <laughs> Vancouver in game seven uh, against Boston. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that probably worked out um yeah, yeah. <laughs> he seems like he's got a really good life just aside because i saw clips of that uh of that interview and all he was like i just want to sing so i can make money and buy a big mm. house and just have my friends over and watch hockey and play hockey and you're like yeah. oh, that seems like a pretty good life man yeah i think i mean like i don't know who tate mccray is although i've, I've seen no these posters of her all over toronto and ossington from her album cover where she's wearing goalie pads on the wrong legs uh, that's kind of how I figured out who she was. I was walking down Ossington the other day. I texted you and I was yep, like, yep. I looked up and I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> that girl's got pads on the wrong legs. What is that? And then I realized it was an album cover uh, for <laughs> this person, Tate McRae, who is the captain alongside uh, Nate McKinnon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Yes. That is correct. I have no idea who that person Jesus is. Christ. I'm sure she's <laughs> wonderful. I'm sure she's a great singer. But yeah, uh, other than that, not going to watch the all-star game. Just I'm excited for the, uh, the draft and the skills comp. Yeah, that, I, I'm with you. I, I do appreciate that hockey does try and do stuff. I know everyone was kind of pissy about the the Vegas one, but like at least you're trying stuff. Like, yeah. the, the, on a really not important thing. Like, it's not like no, you're like not. you know what the finals they're they're going to be playing the moon. You're like, oh, that's crazy. You know, whatever. This one like actually doesn't matter. So who cares? Uh, yeah. All right, so it's super good. we'll talk about the All Star game probably a little bit more next week. But until then, let's talk about the numbers game, a game where I put Joey on the spot to see if he can remember least from era's past and what number they wore. Joey is currently 33 for 34. Nice numbers. But each player can get that he gets wrong between now and that All-Star break that's coming up soon. Joey will donate $10 to the You Can Play Project, a foundation working to ensure the safety and inclusion for all their participating sports. Joey, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let us see what we have this week. Oh, full disclosure, last uh-huh. week our numbers didn't make it on, right? Because we had some technical oh, difficulties. Oh, yeah. We had technical difficulties. We had to lose the numbers. Joey, you got both correct. You want me I to did. read out which ones they were? Well, I'm, you don't have to, but I mean, it if was you're going to. Well, I'm going to because we can't use them again. So, because you already know them now. Uh, it was Nazim Kadri, which of 43. course Joey knew. Yep, there we go. And the big one, the the, the tough one, was going to be Michael Grabner. Forty, but I yeah, that one I had to like scour my brain for. That was. I want to say it was scintillating podcast. You you guys missed out on this because he did the same thing where he completely worked it out. Uh, a perfect mind style, you know what I mean? Um, okay, beautiful mind, not perfect mind. Jesus Christ! I think I have, I think I have perfect mind. Oh my god! Uh, okay, I've seen that movie, Perfect Mind. You know the one that won the Oscar, two thousand one. Yeah. Oh god, I think I got a case of that. Okay, all right. This week we are going to be going back to two thousand sixteen. We're going all back right. into only a couple of years ago here. Let's go. Let's start with the nice. 
player everyone remembers, good memories of Frederick Anderson. 31. Oh, Beautiful. shit. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. it's okay. I'm not going to shame you for it. But you are correct. Frederick Anderson, no, no, war number 31. I always know you know goalies, so I knew you'd get that one. Yeah, yeah. Freddie Anderson. Love Freddie. Hope he's doing okay. Like, yeah. The only problem with Freddie was the early goal. He just, like, that, it was like the first shot mm-hmm. on net was was the toughest shot for Freddie. Um, I know. But, That's why OT was always tough. Yeah, that, probably the most stable goalie we've had since Ed Belfour, which is crazy mm-hmm. because that's one goalie in the past twenty years. My goodness. Yep. yep. Um. Now I'm now I'm sad. Anyways. Yeah, I know because it's only highlighting the uh, current team we have. Yeah. Okay. The next player, the tougher one, played all eighty-two games this season. I had to check all eighty-two games. His name is Matt Martin. Oh, I think yeah. I know. You think you know it? Okay. I think I know it. This is a weird one because this is the first year of a lot of our core players playing on this team. Yeah. And they really look up to Matt Martin still. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, I know he wore this number. I'm just wondering if it's if he's currently wearing this number, if this is the number he wore in the Leafs. Because okay. if I'm correct, he wore this. He was on our team before we retired our numbers. So Whoa. now he wouldn't be able to wear this number because Dave Keon wore this number. So I believe Matt Martin wore number 14 on the Leafs, which is no longer allowed. Am I right? Matt Martin, and I'm looking it up to make sure, wore number 15. Oh! Oh! Fuck! Off! Oh my goodness! God damn it! 34 for 36. You can play. You are just getting it in under the wire here before the All-Star break. Now upping damn the donation it. a little bit. Oh, you're going to be kicking I'm yourself pissed. all day. Yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> 15, oh, this is a one rare off. one. 17 podcasts. He's only gotten two wrong, guys, everybody. So Motherfuck. this is a big day. Matt Martin, you motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> uh, oh, well. All right. Oh, well. Here all we right. go. Ten more dollars. That's all right. <laughs> okay. Well, now chart. I've got a... Uh, just like put my head up in the shower and kind of just let the water fall over my head to get over that one. I'm not happy. Um, anyways, moving on some NHL news, some crazy NHL news. Patrick Waugh is back. My childhood hero, Patrick Waugh is back and he is coaching the New York Islanders. Lou Lamorello (laughs) hires Patrick Waugh and probably the most stunning news that I don't know of the month of the, of this half of the season. I don't think anyone expected this. No. No, this was this was one of the ones where I texted you and I texted a couple of people with the same thing going, is this real? Is this real? Yeah. Because it just felt so out of the blue. Lane Lambert, you know, getting fired, you know, not that long in the job. The, the Islanders are not playing well, but I don't think anyone's super shocked by that. To go all the way to Patrick Waugh, whoa. You know, like you'd always heard that he was a candidate that people had talked to or circling or don't forget about Waugh in this situation here. Mm-hmm. But it always felt like maybe his time has passed. He's, you know, he has some off ice things that have been an issue. And, you know, it felt like he was going to be maybe more in junior for the rest of his life, but to go to this and probably knowing Lou Lamarillo signed like a nine year deal or something like that yeah. is just staggering. It's wild. I'm, I'm, if I'm an Oilers fan, I'm excited. Uh, sure. Because I mean, it's Patrick. Why he, he won the Jack Adams when he went yep. to Colorado and then they were really bad. And, and then he wanted more power. And I think that's why he kind of got uh sent packing from there. And then he kind of just waited for his turn. And a bunch of years go by and here's his second chance. I think like he doesn't take it for granted now. I think he mm-hmm. is a loud and intense person that's going to command that room. Um, I say this as, you know, someone who grew up, that was my favorite goalie. Uh, so 
obviously I, I, I think that like, it's exciting. I, I just, uh, I wonder like, does this make the New York Islanders playoff contenders? Does it make them a playoff team? I don't, I, I just think there's too many other teams that, I don't know. I don't know. He won his debut. That's funny. I mean, by yep, the time this yep. is out, he'll play a second game. So who knows? Or he'll coach a second game. Who knows what the Islanders will do tonight? But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think the East is too is too congested for yeah. a team like the Islanders to be the one that breaks through. You never know. I mean, if Sorokin yeah. gets back to playing like Sorokin, then for sure yes. they can. But he's just not. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he has Patrick Waugh as a coach now. So, you know, I, which is huge, you know, which is who, huge. who can talk to you more about goaltending than Patrick Waugh. But I, the only problem is it feels like that Islanders roster was constructed with a very specific play style in mind. Is Patrick Waugh the guy that's going to implement that system that, that they need to play with? I, I don't, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to see, but it is, it's bold. It's very bold. It is bold. And we know Lou that is, uh, that's Lou for you doing something. Is he going to no have one, to shave? No one expected. He already did. Yeah, he has to. He did. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm that yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I just so weird. He's telling adult men what to do. Patrick was going to be in his what? Fifties. Like, so yeah. Say, listen, Patrick, I understand. you're going to run the offense. You're going to run the defense. You're going to run the goaltending. But one thing that you got to do and you got to do it right. And that's shave that stupid beard off your face. All right. Now, and then get behind the bench and we'll win yeah. some games. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So yeah. Good luck to Patrick on the Islanders. Yep. Uh, Corey Perry. Down. That's probably mm-hmm. The last bit of news we talk about, big, sure. big piece of news. Corey Perry is an Edmonton Oiler. He hasn't played for them yet, but he has signed for the league minimum. What do you make of this? Like, did I, you want yeah. him? Are you upset? Are you glad he's not in the East? Like, what? what are your I don't. I don't here? know. Like, it's a very weird thing that his contract could be terminated in one season, only to be signed a month and a half later. That just mm-hmm. feels like so he did something bad enough that you could terminate his contract. But it's not bad enough to require a suspension from the game uh-huh. to only re-sign with it. It just, it feels like it's almost a legality thing more than an actual like performance issue that you wonder, wait, how was that, li- how was that allowed? How did the PA it's allow just, that? Yeah, I mean, we don't know the full story, so it's kind of really right. hard to, to have any sort of sense on it. Like, sure. You know what I mean? Like, well, right. And that's, that's the part that it's weird that we don't know what happened, but it's bad enough that you could terminate somebody's contract, multi-year contract. And, but n- not bad enough that you can't immediately resign with another team. That all just feels very odd to me. And maybe it's better that our favorite team didn't get involved in this, even though clearly Corey Perry can contribute to a hockey team at this point. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, I'm glad he's not in the East. Yeah, that's good. I'm good with that. Uh, not I'm glad he's not East either. We don't have to deal with him unless there's a Stanley Cup final between the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And at that point, oh fuck boy. yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that happened, good God. Let's put uh, that in the universe and just end it yes. there, all right? Let's just end the podcast there today. <laughs> that oh, would be awesome. God. That would be awesome. It would be horrible. It would be, uh, it'd be, it'd be everything all at once. God, that would be terrible. But mm. yeah, oh, if we made the finals, though, I, I would accept that. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Times out of 10. All right. Mm -hmm. I think that's all the time we have today. If you made it this far, we appreciate the hell out of all you good buds. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go. Let's go. When you're back down, when you're back down in Mexico, I hope you feel better like you wanted to then. I know we haven't talked. No, we haven't talked in a while, but my hands have missed the feel of your cold black hair. There's a road 
Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!